Hey everybody, greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Staredown. It's our sports talk and real estate podcast amongst three friends around the country. I'm Sean Carpenter here in Columbus, Ohio, talking to Bill Risser in St. Petersburg, Florida and Todd Meininger in Cumming, Georgia. Guys, let's start as we always do, going around the horn, find out what's happening this week. Bill, tell us about what's going on down in St. Pete. St. Pete is getting some uh, summertime rain. Getting uh, mm. played, played golf today, got uh, two downpours of about 10 minutes each, enough to kind of disturb you umbrellas up shots kind of squirrely um that that and it's been that way for the past week it's raining and then the heat daily. burns out of the ground after you're oh, done you're not kidding i mean it feels good while it's coming down and then it was by far the hottest day i played golf uh see, even cindy said afterwards i don't know how you you walked that 18 holes and i said i don't remember most of it so i don't know it was probably <laughs> just luck but it was really, really tough. But but it, but a lot of fun. Obviously, look, I'd, I'd rather be out there than doing just about anything else. So I had a good time. And and uh, what else is happening around here? Not much. Rowdies played uh, last night and won one. I'm sorry, lost one nil to uh, Birmingham. And uh, and I can't wait to talk EPL with Todd Meininger. What's up, Todd? We'll talk a little preseason uh, in a little bit. The Bucks played against the Steelers this week, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they uh, actually. Jameis looked good. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that because I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I caught it in the corner of the uh, – during my breakfast today in, in, at the hotel. I just saw kind of the uh, NFL highlights. Yeah. 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 So, we'll they they, had, they played against the Steelers up in Pittsburgh. And, uh, yeah, and there was some other – I'm sure there's some other football we're going to talk about. Yep, for sure. Uh, Todd, what about you, bud? Hey, Sean. Um, good, uh, good weekend. Um, first week, kids full. Week of school, so uh, it was kind of on the mellow side as far as activities, uh, them charging their batteries, uh, recharging their batteries. So um, I watched a lot of sports this weekend, guilty as charged. So a lot of soccer, um, a lot of baseball, um, a little football, just a, a smidge. So, uh, but no, we're, we're, we're getting, we're on the cusp of getting into um, very exciting times as far as sports fans with, uh, you know, MLB playoffs looming in the, on the horizon, college football, NFL. Um, so it feels like it's starting to ramp up. So good, good fun weekend. And, um, certainly not as uh, exciting or eventful as your weekend, Sean. I'm sure you want to tell us yeah. all about that. Yeah. You know, I just got back from, a uh, about a 36 hour turnaround, uh, left early Saturday morning, uh, with my daughter in the car behind me, uh, heading back to Columbia, South Carolina for uh, her junior year. So drove, drove down, moved her in, uh, after a long day of travel, uh, you know, spent a couple hours hanging pictures and doing, you know, doing some moving stuff in her, in her beautiful apartment and then took her to dinner and got her a good night's sleep. And I, uh, Todd, you know, when you travel, sometimes you, first thing you do is kind of flip on the TV, throw on the sports center or something in the background. I didn't even touch the remote control. Didn't even turn it on. Uh, had, had one of those nights where I, I, I dropped her off and just hit the sack and, and woke up early. But, uh, and then, you know, uh, got her kind of last minute things done, took her shopping, uh, you know, good dad. Uh, gosh, we went to Trader Joe's. Uh, you guys have Trader Joe's there in Atlanta, St. Pete, Bill? We do. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. So open up, opens up at 9 o'clock this morning. So we get there at 8, 4, 8.50. Uh, we're like second car in the parking lot. And between 8.50 and 8.59, literally, I'm not kidding you, 47 other cars pull up. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable, the rush into Trader Joe's. But, uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's kind of an eclectic, neat shop that, you know, for the people that are listening that don't have it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's all kind of their own brands. There's no real brand except for like the beers and the wines. Um, but just a really unique store. Um, so got her, got her settled in and, and then Todd uh, drove past Williams Bryce stadium, the home of the Gamecocks and got kind of my college football fix. Bill, I might've, might've maybe filmed a little episode for our vlogsters series. Nice. Talking about the, the change of seasons uh, that are upon us. Uh, with kids going back to school and football season, got to see how it turns out. But um, so, and then and it drove all the way back today. So it was one of those days where I crushed out all my podcasts, literally all but two episodes of all my podcasts are in my feed are ready to get refreshed here on Monday. So um, that's the only sports I really listen to is the Bill Simmons <laughs> podcast and a few other things. So guys, let's jump into it. But I, I want to talk about, you know, we talk about the dog days of summer. One of the ways we can tell it's kind of the dog days of summer based on the content we're going to talk about today is, I'm on ESPN's, ESPN.com right now, and I just want to read you the six top headlines above the oh, scroll on the right-hand side. Okay? I know one of them. Go ahead. Top. <laughs> Card, cards exec. Uh, oh, hold on. It just refreshed. Uh-oh. See if anything changed. Never refresh. Never uh, refresh. Top, yeah. top, 
top headline, Cards Exec Meiniger arrested on DUI citation. That's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it, it's min, 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 Minigar. It looks like vinegar with an M. But cards Listen, I, don't have his, I don't have his paycheck. That's Cards sure. Exec arrested on DUI citations. Orioles upset Astros in one of the biggest. Yeah. Uh, Orioles upset of the Astros, one of the biggest in 15 years. Um, Ravens trade kicker Vedvik to Vikings for pick. That's the third top headline is the, is the Ravens trade a kicker. Nadal meets Medvedev for fifth Roger Cup title. Rogers Cup. Yep, it's a big one. Steelers wide receivers coach Drake dies suddenly at 62. Hmm. And Martinez scores an MLS record 10th straight game. Those are your six headlines <laughs> on, April, on August 11th. God, can football please hurry up and get here, right? Um, so with that being said, let's talk Major League Baseball. Um, some, some good action. Bill, you, you chimed in on a, one of our little stare-down threads that we have on the text, text hotline about a game happening today. Why don't we start down there in your backyard with the Tampa Rays? I've never heard uh, announcers on television so upset <laughs> at their manager. I mean, think about that. Like one of them said, I'm done talking. I can't talk anymore. I'm not going to get in trouble. Let's just hope, you know, Pagan gets out of this quickly. And he did. With two pitches, the game was over. But um, so Ryan Yarborough, who's 27 years old, just a stud, good pitcher. I mean, young, up-and-coming pitcher. Um, nobody has reached second base. He's given up three hits. It's a one nothing game. They, he lets him come out to pitch the ninth inning. He gets the first two guys on harmless ground balls, one back to the pitcher, one to second base. And then you hear one of the announcers say, oh, no, oh, no. And I'm thinking – Oh, what's he talking about? And the camera cuts to Cash, Kevin Cash coming out of the dugout to pull the pitcher with two outs in the bottom of the ninth and nobody on. Mm. What was the score? One nothing. I get it. And a right-hander was coming up, and he's a crafty left-hander. But uh, it was – But he's uh, under 100 pitches. Under 100 pitches still. Three three base hits, but all singles. All singles. Nobody had reached second base. And they were scattered throughout the game. It wasn't like they were – Never seen this before ever. So it Mm. it was unbelievable. And – and look, you know, the Rays were the first pitchers to use the, the openers. They were the first, they're really heavy into the stats and the numbers. And there was just something on some piece of paper or a laptop or an iPad somewhere that said, go get him because of the batter he's going to face. He's hit this against him and we don't want to have something bad happen. So of course, and I know Cash had to know this, but when they pull, um, and then they pull Yarbrough out of the game, they, the, uh, the, the Mariners, you know, pinch hit with a, a, some big lefty I've never heard of who has 17 home runs this year mm. going against the right-handed reliever, Pagan. Well, Pagan fortunately got him to a <clears throat> ground out and the you know, game was over. But, and only so, grounded out because they hit into a crazy shift to the second baseman in, in you know, short right field. So, <laughs> yeah, so, Bill, the, the, the question I had on, on the thread was, you know, it sounds to me, I don't think anyone will argue that the Rays are one of the – biggest spenders in baseball, right? They're not the Yankees. They're not the Red Sox. They're not the Cubs. They're not. Could this be something where they say in this kid's contract for every complete game he gets, he gets a $100,000 bonus? There has not been a complete game pitched by a Tampa Bay Ray since May of 2016. Okay. Think about that. So, but is that, there's no, there's no way. There's no way a, um, a contract, I, I promise you this, that a complete game gets some bonus of that significance. Okay. Number of 10, innings, 000? number of wins, okay. yeah, but they're not going to quabble over 10 grand. And that's not something that Kevin Cash is thinking about. I mean, he shouldn't even know that, to be brutally honest. Right? But if Kevin Cash is getting signals from, from the GM up in the, up in the that booth that, that on a laptop, there's some number about the guy he's facing. Yeah, but it's not from the GM. It's from one of his coaches. It ain't the GM. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? It's a coach. So – it's just, it's just uh, the, ah, it's just, it's almost in. I felt I'm, I'm, I'm the grumpy old geezer. I'm that curmudgeon. Part of the artistry oh. of the game now is, is to see that trade, right? Or that, 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 not the trade, the, the, the call being made, you know, like you, you said, the announcer oh, going crazy. Going crazy. And, and, and the, and the F bomb coming out of Yarborough's mouth when he saw the, the manager's headed towards the mound, he was not happy, you know, and he's, he, he has his glove over his mouth because then he realized I better hide it because I'm doing this. He just handed the ball to Cash and walked right off, didn't say a word to him. And it's just – it was just – kind of, It kind of shows you that these guys kind of know what's going on, right? They, oh. they, you know, as much as the no-hitters, they know what's going on. But in a situation like that, he's like, oh, I got a complete game going. I'm, yep. I'm kind of in a groove, right? Yep. Is, yep. is this just a classic case of just out, out thinking, outsmarting yourself? Exactly. That's exactly I mean, right. They, they have this formula, as you say, um, you know, no one's gotten past first base. He's under 100 pitches. Um, 
I would think the odds of him giving up a long ball would be at best the same of bringing some guy in who hasn't thrown a pitch all game, right? Absolutely. I completely agree. He, he, had, so, he was in total control of that game, total control. Worst case scenario, he gives up a long ball, pull him, he's tied, he pitched a good game, it's 1-1, you, you, you turn it in. And another thing that's weird is weird um, – <laughs> that, that word is weird. Weird. Um, <laughs> they, play, they play tomorrow at 10-10 in San Diego, so they have to fly cross-country. You would think well, that's that – Downs, they were, they were in Seattle. So, oh, they were? Okay. Yeah, they, okay. So they're, they're probably in San Diego by now. But. They're on the West Coast. But you'd think uh, it's, a, it's a day off for the pen, right? The pen could always use a day off. They got one, yeah, because Pagan – Two pitches, right? Pitches. Two pitches. Yeah. Yeah. Still, it, it's – I don't know. I just, I, can you imagine if Pagan comes in and gives up a bomb to tie the game? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're almost kind of rooting for that in some sick way, weren't some you? Some weird, <laughs> sick way, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, that, that was a – that was a lot of fun. So I kept the Rays. Uh, the Rays are still in the wild card. They're, uh, I think, number two uh, behind either Cleveland or Minnesota, whichever one of those two is in second. This <laughs> every day it changes. Uh, yeah, actually, they're tied now. Uh, okay. That's, that's the next thing I want to talk about. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland wins uh, against Minnesota today, and they are now in a deadlock in the Central. Um, been kind of watching that all season. Minnesota gets out to the early lead in that, in that Central division, and Cleveland – you know, chipping away eight and two in their last 10. Um, still not scoring as many runs as, as Minnesota, but boy, uh, big win uh, in, in Minnesota to, you know, it's one of those, it's that time of the season now where every time you face the, the good teams, you got to split or win. And every time you face the bad teams, you've got to sweep, right? I mean, look at Detroit in that division, 35 wins, worst team in baseball. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, I guarantee you, Cleveland's going to have six or eight more with Detroit um and and kansas city you know the, those are the games bill i'm sure yep. you saw over and over again and, and when teams played to S- san diego they you know at the time they, they knew they had to to beat them right well it depends on which san diego team you're talking about not the <laughs> 98 or the uh, 96 padre team that went to the uh, playoffs and one team went to the world series not those teams well but those teams there were lots teams, of other they teams. had to win the games right the, yeah. those teams had to beat the the astros and the and the brewers exactly. and the, you exactly know, the, the yeah. And the Braves, the crappy – well, that's right. They were never bad. <laughs> Sorry. So, in the AL, you got the Yankees, Cleveland, Minnesota, and a, a deadlock in Houston. Uh, odds on favor right now to win the uh, to win the World Series. And then over the National League, Todd, your Atlanta Braves still hanging on. Um, yeah. Chicago, Chicago Cubs, two games up in the Central, and the Dodgers, 19 games up now in the Oof. West. Wow. So, speaking of the Braves um, – I watched their four-game set versus the Marlins uh, um, this weekend. So, um, in the last 17 games, the Braves have had 14 on the road. Um, I think they started by taking two out of three versus the Twins. Um, Then I think they went to, I want to say, Washington, had a brief homestand. Anyway, they ended it with this four-game stop at Miami. They went two and two. um, And Miami is the team that you're saying, you know, you got to sweep. I still think um, that baseball is such a long grind. If you just win series or split series, you're going to be in good shape, right, down the road. Probably, Um, yeah. That still has to be the goal. Obviously, you want to sweep it. (laughs) You want to win every game, right? You want to sweep all the time. Um, The interesting thing is they got blown out on Thursday. Friday they won. Yesterday, um, last night, Braves were up 3-2. Camarco hit a three-run home run late, up 6-2, and the – bullpen blew the game and they lost seven six so this bullpen is um, needs to find itself the Braves are six and a half up um, on pace to you know win the east do real well Um, but they're having um, they're having trouble they brought in the three relievers um, Sean Green um, gosh the other two guys uh, their name slips slips my uh, you know slips my mind but uh, Sean Green um, has been struggling he was designated closer and he has been uh, replaced um, and actually Luke Jackson got the save today and he was the closer before the big trade so they're having a little bit of an identity crisis but uh, I think they're gonna get it together they got you know what six weeks to to figure it out and they're still winning ball games but every game is an adventure it is it is uh, no lead is safe so um, look at look at that at that when you're watching the Braves yeah you know the wild card which Bill is we're getting to that time of year where the wild card is going to really be the thing that people are paying attention to. As we talked about in the American league, um, Cleveland and Minnesota, obviously by way of their virtual tie, the other team is, 
is in the lead for that. Um, and yeah. then Tampa Bay and Oakland are really the only two teams really in it. I mean, Boston's seven and a half games out, going to have to make a move soon, but four teams above them. Now the National League, though, this oh. is where the action is. Holy Look moly. Let me, Holy let me just crap. tell you, here's the, here's the National League wild card. Right now the Nats have a half a game lead on the wild card. And then right behind them are the Cardinals, the Brewers, the Mets, the Phillies, all within a game and a half. The Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks yeah. within three, Giants within four, Reds within five, Padres within six and a half. Um, wow. those, that's that's uh, one, two, three. That's not eight teams. Uh, within a one-week stretch of just going on a tear, um, just just being being that close. How about so, them? How about the amazing Mets? Right? I mean, fifteen to seventeen, right? Fifteen. Did they lose today? I think they lost today. Okay, yeah, fifteen lost to today. Eight, they lost today. Eight and two in the last ten. Yep. Yeah. And they're coming in for a very important three-game um, yeah. with the Braves. So, yeah. uh, but they yeah. are on fire. The Mets. I have a, a quick news flash for you. I'm watching the uh, the what the. The, the, the Nats and the uh, Giants and Scooter Gannett just hit his first splashdown into McCovey Cove. Mm -hmm. It's his first in his career. He only, he only has 34 more to go to catch Barry Bonds because he had 35 yeah. in his career. Wow. <laughs> that's <amazing. laughs> Anyways, that's really fun. Hey. The, guy in, the guy in the yellow kayak got the ball. So good for him. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, that, that was a prop bet I had. Oh, oh, the yellow, ki yellow kayak. Yeah, yellow kayak. Yeah. Bill, have you been impressed with rookie Arist? Aristides Aquino with the Reds? That's easy for you to say. Are you sure that you said that right? Because I don't think – I, I kind of know <laughs> National League players from my fantasy league, and I don't know that name. He's a rookie. What Arist position does he play? Aristides Aquino uh -huh. isn't keeping mementos from his prodigious power display, um, but he is he, – he had no, three, he home, three runs, home runs. That's right. Three home runs yesterday. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, – Let's see where he's at. He's at. Um, there were two three homer games yesterday in the yeah. major leagues. Yeah. He was. Uh, where, what's his What's his stats now? He he joined uh, Eric Davis. Um, oh. Is the only Cincinnati Rooker to homer in four straight games. So homer in four straight games, three last night. Um, crowd's kind of. Uh, crowd has a new favorite in Cincinnati after after Puig left, and obviously with Joey Votto kind so of. We can, we can stop talking about Acuna for a little while. <laughs> right. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Either Acuna or Albies, uh, right. you'd think would be a lock for Player of the Week. Albies had in four games had three four hit games. Um, his his bats on fire, and Acuna had I want to say five or six home runs this week. So until you just brought that set up, I thought one of those guys would be a lock for Player of the Week. But they may give it to the Rook. Just yeah, to, uh, I think the Rook. I th think the Rook, rook might have earned it, especially as the as the Reds continue oh. to uh, thrive. Um, guys, just a little update on the kind of the stats race um, average DJ LeMahieu and Christian Yelich lead in both leagues, 336 home runs, Mike Trout and Yelich with 39 each and uh, RBIs Trout uh, is just two behind Freddie Freeman, uh, Freddie Freeman with 94 RBIs mm. year to date. And then over on the pitching side uh, where Bill pays attention uh, wins Verlander <laughs> and uh, German, the guy from, uh, uh, the Yankees with 15, and over in the National League, Strasburg with 14. Mm -hmm. ERA, Verlander, 2.68. And, boy, listen to this, Bill. Um, Hyunjin Ryu. Ryu, yeah. 1.53. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Um, he just came back geez. off the uh, IL. Yeah. And uh, got a win today, but he gave up a couple of runs. So his ERA probably went up. So Yeah, but, geez, 1.53. And then uh, Aroldis yeah. Chapman uh, in the American League with saves and uh, Yates from San Diego. Uh, with yeah. 33 Kirby Yates. So Aristides, Aristides Aquino in 28 at bats has seven home runs and 13 RBIs <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. nine Ks. Listen, so it's, it's kind of hit or miss. Is it a home run or a strikeout? Well, so, mo most, good. if you look at, guess what? If you look at most home run hitters, it's That's how it is. The yeah. top 10 home run hitters are in about the top 20 in strikeouts. Although mm. there was this one guy named Joe DiMaggio. Mm. Yeah, he had a. I think he had modern, 300 modern home era. runs and like 40 strikeouts in in his career. I mean, it was we'll have to look it up, but he was unbelievable. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, you, you took my thought away. I was going to say something about. Um, something I stole about, it. I wiped your brain. Oh out. no! I meant it. I meant in blacked you. I'm sorry. You did. Oh, uh, so on last uh, last Tuesday, we had our Cole Banker night at the Clippers. Clippers is the Indians AAA oh, yeah. team here in town, was the Yankees for many, many years. That's where I saw Jeter and Posada and, and Rivera play as kids. Um, 
as they worked their way up to the Yankees organization. But we went to the game and they were playing the Pawtucket uh, Paw Sox. <laughs> Bill, I, I don't know how you figure ERA on this one, but the first four hits for the Paw Sox were home runs. So the wow. pitcher gave up five hits, four runs in, in one and two thirds innings. Um, but the first four balls hit by the, not even like foul, foul tips or anything like that. The first four balls made contact with by the Paw Sox went over the fence. <laughs> that's, oh, wow. that's called, that's that's called so not a good cool. night for the pitcher. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Just one of those fun nights. Uh, let's, let's talk golf really quick, Bill. I'm hoping you, you or Todd picked up on some of this, but the uh, Northern Trust played at Liberty National. Beautiful course right across the river. Saw a lot of it today. Uh, Patrick and- Reed wins it. Let's, let's focus really quick on the golf action, then we'll talk about the slow golf action in a minute, uh, <laughs> which is making news. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Reed, his first win in 16 months since the Masters. Um, that gives him a, a, a good opportunity now to, to, to be considered now for the President's Cup later this fall, but uh, I know Snedeker was in there. I know Rose was, or uh, uh, Spieth was in there for a little bit until yesterday's horrible day, but uh, tell us about the action in Liberty National other than Tiger backing out. Yeah, so that, that was kind of weird. I'm sure, you know, a little bit of a twinge or a pain. He did the right thing, I think. You know, he had a bad day. Just get out, um, come back uh, next week, you know, ready Do you think roll. he's coming back, Bill? Yeah, he'll play at the BMW. He's, yeah, Have he's you heard 30, anything? Okay. Yeah, he's 37th in the uh, – uh, no, I just meant physically. Is he? Will he play? Because he's yeah, injured. That's the whole point. I think that was the whole point of bailing out of there was to get treatment, huh. try and get ready to get back. So he'll okay. give it a whirl for sure. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so you know, I I'm not the biggest Patrick Reed fan. I think you guys know that. So I was waiting for. I was kind of more watching for him to maybe stumble, but and he did. He had a couple of bogeys uh, after an early birdie, and and looked like he was going to be caught. Looked like he was going to be human. But you mentioned Abraham Answer, who had a. A uh, hell of a tournament. Yeah, that was great. Um, and you, uh, who else was fun to watch? Varner? Varner was up yeah, there. Yeah, Harold right? Varner III uh, moved up into the uh, – really made a huge move. So he's there next week for the first time. Uh, and supposedly one of the nicest guys on tour, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those – every player loves him, unlike BDC, who we'll talk about mm-hmm. shortly. Um, and, and in the post-game, post-match interview with Amanda, he was great. He just looked like a guy who was having a great time. So – He's going to be a, a fun kid to watch. So, Bill, I'm on your um, Pat Reed same yeah. train of thought. Not, yeah. not the biggest fan. Um, certainly respect his game, but doesn't seem likable. Right. Did he seem more likable today with his playing partner? I, uh, how do you pronounce his last name? Abraham. Answer. 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 Mm-hmm. He seemed – I mean, they even enjoyed a hug, I think, post uh, – You know yeah. what's happened to Patrick Reed since – I, I don't know. Yeah. He, he had a baby. I mean – you know, he, he had, that, a, mean, that, that means he doesn't cheat and he's a nice guy now. <laughs> I, I didn't say he doesn't <laughs> cheat. He seemed, he seemed like the, uh, the Pat Reed light is kind of what I, oh, I okay. guess. Is the best yeah. Way to do it, right? He had a couple of minor fist pumps. He, he made a couple of big putts on 16 and 17 to kind of, uh, yeah. to keep himself in the game. Uh, and yeah, he, he was, he, uh, I guess he could have been Pat Reed light. We'll go with that. <laughs> Hey, w- once in a row, right? It's a, just once in a row. We, <laughs> need, nice we need a. Hey, next week's another week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Justin Justin Rose let me down. Break a club under his over his knee again, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony just, Tony Finau let me down, Bill. Yeah, I, I if Rose would have won the tournament, I'd have had a big win in our fantasy league. But uh, oh well. Wait, Where did he finish? Meant to be Rose finish? Well, he, he finished at twelve under. Board? Finished at twelve under, but on a par five on four. 15 or 13 he hit it in the water a second shot nah. took a stupid you know, bogey i mean that's a two-shot swing right that's a sure. that's a easy you know what i love about par fives now um and i follow with but you know i mean well i follow two buddies of mine if, if they don't get a birdie on a par five it's like you know oh my Look, god this is the worst thing most of them are gettable right um and it's even, an opportunity even at, even at 580 yards they're hitting yeah. irons in on their second shot which Just is unbelievable yeah. that is i mean five irons go 230 for the pros yeah. yeah, at two thirty, they're pulling out a five iron. You're just—that's just a whole nother level of crazy. I yeah, guess. sure. I mean, that's just you know, eagle. Eagles. Yeah, when they, when you watch them hit their approach shots on par fives, you know, oh. two feet. But Ryan had a golf match on uh, Tuesday over in Dayton, and uh, he he came home and he's excited to say, you know, he had his first golf team eagle uh, nice. hit it on, hit it on a par five and two. So he waited his entire career, and guess when he had a second eagle. The next day, he gets another one. Five. It comes in bunches, right? Uh, he hit it. Five. Bill, he was. Uh, How long were the putts? Uh, he said one was 18 feet for his first one, then then four feet. He said nice. he ball never left the flag and it, it dropped right next to the cup. But he was he was four under through his first five for his 
400 through his first six holes. Wow. Mm. And he ended up finishing medalist. That's why I sent you guys the picture. Yeah, that's right. Uh, shot 75, but uh, kind of a neat little start. And then just... Yeah. Uh, just in, in your career, Sean, back in the day when you were playing a lot, how deep in a round did you get where you were more under, you were under par more than holes played? More under par than holes played? Like, were you ever five under through four? Or um, four no, under think, through three? Or you got like an no, eagle? because I mean, I've only shot under par, I think, twice. Okay. Um, and that was both 69s on a par 70 course. Okay. Um, I think I've been three under with five to play, maybe. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but it never, never, never really. Never Had a really great did. start, you know. Um, three birdies was, in a row is my most. I've never, never birdied four holes in a row. Okay. I think I have, I was, I have four in a row is my best ever. And, yeah. uh, I was yeah. one under through one once. Phil. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. That's uh, starting, starting with a birdie. I, last, <laughs> last, was it last week? Yeah, last yeah. Thursday I shot, I birdied the first hole. That's always just a, you know. Hey, it feels like gravy. House money. Let's go. Let's have you got it. Fun. Yeah. You got it. Cool. Um, so let's talk slow play, guys. This um, mm. two, two occurrences with Bryson DeChambeau yesterday. Um, one was on a approach shot. Uh, he was playing with Justin Thomas and Tommy Fleetwood. Mm. He had a 70-yard approach shot. He walked, he walked all the way to the green, took his time on the green, then walked all the way back. Of course, he's, he's a very scientific player. I think everybody who listens probably knows him. Uh, he, he, he lives and dies by that green book, Bill. Uh, reads, well, reads the putts not more the green the book. book. But look, he cares about humidity. He cares yep. about you know, wind direction. He cares about a whole lot of other things he takes into account. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you know, not slope, but I mean, slope the uh, scoring system, but slope how uh, up and downhill, everything is calculated into it. And then he, he wants a number from his caddies. And that number for him dials in how much of a swing he's going to take on a particular club. Right. Mm-hmm. I still can't get over it. Every single club's the same length. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, that is just crazy. Uh, but he makes it work uh, to an extent, but I think, the PGA, PGA Tour's had this issue before, right? Wouldn't you say? Ben Crane was notorious. Ben Crane, yep. Kevin uh, Na. There's been some – Kevin Na had a huge issue. You had Sergio with the, the uh, you know, 30 waggles before. It's happened before. Um, and I remember, I remember Ben Crane taking heat for it, but I think this, the BDC stuff is going to be big because he's got a system that's proven for him. He's won with that system. Yep. And they're going to make him change his system if they're going to try and speed him up. Yeah, well, JT, JT, you know, talked about it post-round today. You know, he said, you know, because Bryson DeChambeau is kind of defending himself, saying, look, I, I walked to my ball quickly. Uh, but the problem is he gets to his ball, and he doesn't start his routine until the other two players have shot. J- well, JT that's that's says, JT Holmes. That's JT Holmes again. Yeah. Ball quickly is fine. Yeah. But, you know, I, and J- JT said, Justin Thomas says, I walk slowly to my ball. So by the time I get to my ball, my caddy's already there. He's got the numbers, has the distances, so I can quickly make a decision. And, the, and when, you, when your group is put on the clock, mm. they're supposed to time you, and you have 40 seconds to play a shot when it's your turn. They will extend it 20 seconds if it's a difficult shot. Now, I don't know who deems that, if that's a hazard, a, a bunker, uh, out of the rough, uh, what that may be. Um, Bryson DeChambeau's only been warned one time this year. It was at the Memorial where he took a minute and 40 seconds to play a shot. The shot that was on, on you probably saw on YouTube. Yeah. On, on Twitter, uh, it took him over two minutes to play one putt. And he ended up one, missing the putt. an eight-foot putt. Yeah, yeah. Now look, they're playing for a lot of money. They're playing for a lot of prestige. I get it. They're playing for a championship, but there's a limit. There's just a yeah. limit. He's so got are the, he's so got are the people behind him. Yeah, so are his partners who are standing there, yeah. just you know, um, grinding away as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, so I, there's. Todd, go ahead. I was going to say there's the big difference between. Um, Bryson and, and Crane and even Kevin Na, uh, Kevin Na, what, five, six, seven years ago, is social media is apparently, of course, people are just killing him. Um, yeah. And he was, he was kind of claiming, you know, I don't think he used the word bully, but he was kind of, you know, I'm getting bullied. Um, but hey, as, as you say, Sean, everyone else is, it affects everyone, right? right. Yeah. So I think if it was reasonable, people would be a little patient. Sometimes it seems like it's unreasonable, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and it's a totally different sport. Um, and you could argue with one's a sport or not, but you see it in poker, Bill. You played a little poker, right? I've watched um, a little bit on television. So now you see the whole card, you see what's out there, and you yeah. can see these guys tank it for like two, three minutes. And then you know the whole time they're going to fold, right? Right. But they're but just they've actually, to... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they've actually instituted a, a shot clock in poker, right? You have 30 seconds to act. 
Yeah. Again, it's reasonable, right? So right. Right. totally going on a, a tangent, but go ahead, Sean. Well, it's, it's funny. I, you know, once again, this is all hearsay through the social media feeds. Um, but apparently Shane Bacon was out talking to, uh, Brooks Kepka's caddy. Uh, Shane Bacon does some coverage for Fox and he was out talking to Brooks Kepka's caddy on the practice green after the match or this morning. And Bryson DeChambeau came up to Kepka's caddy and says, Hey, if your boss wants to say something to me, tell him to say it to my face. <laughs> well, Which is pretty passive aggressive, isn't it? A couple minutes later, a couple minutes later, a couple minutes yep. later, Kepka showed up and was told that. So apparently Kepka went right over to Bryson DeChambeau and got in his face and told him, He's not afraid. Hurry yeah. the fuck up, right? Which I yeah. think it's ironic that Bryson DeChambeau said, tell it to my face, to his caddy instead of to Brooks Kepka. <laughs> well, Kepka wasn't there. He would yeah. have. Yeah, but so, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Because once again, these guys are going to be teammates. Um, <laughs> President's uh, Cup. Yeah. President's Cup. Yeah. And, you know, the, I think the tour is starting to get a little bad. You know, I, I said yesterday on my response on Twitter, you know, the PGA Tour is complicit until they apply. But Slugger White, one of the, one of the well-known officials, says – it's really hard for them to make a decision that's going to impact people's careers. Um, right. But that's what rules are for. Yep. Right? That's right. You, and, you and have no problem is, making it up. Golf is uh, one of the, you know, we talk about that a lot that, you know, Bryson should understand that Bryson should police that himself. Bryson should speed up. That's yeah. what mm-hmm. you do. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a game. It's a gentleman's game where everybody follows the rules, calls penalties on themselves and he needs to get faster, whatever it takes. We've seen, we've seen um, the fans take this into their own hands with Kucher this year, a lot of heckling and booing. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to see it's a lot of people start, start heckling him, and I think Ryder Cup and President's Cups, it could, it could turn into things. One, one lighter note, did you see, speaking of Kucher, did you see the, the little blurb that Rory got out on Cooch this week? No, I, I so, so they were. Did you see it, Todd? I see it on your head. So they were. They yeah, all, I saw it. The top ten players of the FedEx standings kind of lined up, and with their little oh, the Wyndham robes and their yeah, the, yeah. the Wyndham things, yeah. yeah. And so it got to. Uh, they were kind of interviewing each player, and they got to Cooch, who finished third. And they said, you know, great, great year. What do you think? He goes, well, you know, I was kind of mad at Rory, who was second. He goes, Rory made one putt in the last hole, and he beat me by point three like points or maybe by three points, which edge is me out. Yeah. Edge me out, which is $300,000 difference. I just, uh, and he's kind of joking. Well, then they go to Rory and Rory goes, yeah, we know how much Kucher pays attention to money. <laughs> oh yeah. It was <laughs> nice. hilariously, hilariously cringeworthy. Yes. yes. It was like, and everybody laughed, but it was just one of those perfectly just, just, you know, Rory heard it and just jumped on it. Uh, and to credit Cooch, he had a good laugh at it too. So. He did laugh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. On, a, on a side, on a side note, uh, Todd, your cringe worthy is, is a great line. I heard for the first time cringe comedy and it was mentioned by Danny McBride in, in an hmm. interview, right? Because think about Eastbound and down all the kind of things he's done. There's a whole lot of cringing going on, you know, and some of the things that are said. So I, I think I'm a fan of cringe comedy. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, next week, they head to Medina, the beautiful course in the suburbs of Chicago. Uh, that's for the BMW. BMW. Yep. And then they head to, the, to Eastlake for the championship. So Todd will uh, be there. Yep. I, I will <laughs> most likely not, but uh, maybe you never know. You never know. Guys, before we jump to fake football, let's go to real football. Let's talk about soccer. Um, ooh. Oh, see, oh, Todd, see, you thought I was going to talk about a curve. He threw me a curve. A knuckle. That was a knuckle curve. Preseason is fake football. A yellow hand. Okay, let's talk an about un- real football. Uncle Charlie. I, I yeah. didn't know where you were going with that. Todd, uh, the EPL kicked off their insert number of seasons this week. Um, your team had a, had a big win to start the season. It's only one season, right? But, like, it, yeah. you know, like – is it the, you know, we're in the, we're in this coming up on the 60th Super Bowl. And so, oh. what, you know, is it the 89th season of the oh, EPL? It's probably more it? than that. <laughs> well, actually, the, but how long has it been called? Well, EPL? the Premier League has been around that long, right? It's only yeah. been like 20 some odd years. Yeah, um, but they track back league championships for, you know, early 1900s, right? I think clubs started forming in the mid to late 1800s. It's amazing how, how old the sport is. Yeah. Um, but you're right, Sean. Friday kicked it off with, um, Liverpool at Anfield Stadium, um, hosting newly promoted Norwich City. Um, and Liverpool took care of business pretty easily. They're up 4-0. They, they conceded a, a, a fairly late goal. Um, and, of course, the, uh, the, the Liverpool fans with a slight chip on their shoulder were all, already worrying about goal differential, right? They're like, <laughs> oh, man, that, you know, it's only three goals. Uh, goal in six months. Oh, meanwhile, um, Man City – um, the, the champs who beat him out by one point last year, 
Um, they took also took care of business by beating um, who did they play? Give me a second. They beat. They beat. Drum roll, please. Um, I'll look it up. But anyways, they won five nothing. So they yeah. handily took care of business. They beat West Ham United. So they they didn't even play a uh, a promoted team. They played a um, in a London team, West Ham, who usually finishes middle of the table, and they handled them very easily. And I was mistaken. It was six nothing. Now that I look, so. Um, the other promoted teams, uh, Sheffield United, they actually got a draw with Bournemouth. They were down um, one nothing late and got a late goal, and you would have thought they won the EPL. Um, and <laughs> and again, it's, a a, it's their first point in you know 17, 18 years because wow. they've been you know they've been relegated uh, down from the EPL since. Um, and <laughs> the game that Bill, there's two games Bill wants to talk about. Oh. Um, so Tottenham. The, uh, the the marquee game yesterday. It's a ta- have, it's Tottenham. Tottenham, okay. Very okay. fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Yankee, so uh, it's okay. <laughs> so they've been playing in Wembley Stadium all last year. And the end of the end of the previous year and all last year, waiting for the new stadium to uh, be ready. So they unveiled the new stadium um, and they were down to newly promoted Ashton Villa. Uh, one nothing pretty uh, 60, the half. Oh, yeah, 60-minute yeah. mark, yeah. They're, yeah, 60-minute mark. So yeah. with 30 minutes to play, they were down. And, of course, what a nightmarish start, right? A, to lose to a promoted team, or B, um, to lose in the opening, um, grand opening of your stadium. They end up winning 3-1 with uh, Harry Kane having two goals. Um, Bill, you watched uh, a lot of that um, game, I think. Yeah, yeah, two goals at the 86-minute mark and the 90-minute mark. So, it, so they, it, <laughs> they said that was a quintessential kind of Harry Kane game in that he – he, he goes minutes with hardly even being noticed. Um, right. And he's one of the top scorers in the league. So he's always uh, a producer, but he'll uh, go unnoticed for the longest time. And then, you know, pump in two, two goals, one even being the, the game winner and one just to, to put it away. So icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final uh, match uh, I want to talk about was Manchester United Chelsea, which was the, the marquee match um, today. Right. Yeah. And here's the deal. Chelsea signed um, Christian Pulisic, right? The great American hope. He did not start the game, which was disappointing to a lot, but he came in, I believe at like the 60th minute. No. Yeah. About the 60th minute, right? Maybe the 50th, 60th. So early in the second half, he was 12 for 12 in his passes. Um, I don't think he had a shot, but uh, Man U dominated Chelsea and won four nothing. So good start for Manchester United. Bad start for Chelsea. I don't think it's time to panic yet. It's just one game. <laughs> okay. um, they were playing a top six team, um, but but we'll have to see uh, how they rebound last week. I'm, I'm actually looking to see who, who they're playing. So, so I'll, um, I'll tell you a story while you're looking. I uh, yep. at golf. Steve is one of the uh, guys in our league, and Steve is from the UK. And Steve's team is Chelsea. He usually has a Chelsea pin, or he's got a Chelsea something going on. And uh, when I saw him this morning, I walked up and shook his hand and I said, uh, Hey Steve, good to see you. And he shakes my, Hey Bill, you know, and I said, go United real quick under my breath. And the finger and the FU came out instantaneously. (laughs) Like it's just been built baked into him. Right. Cause, uh, and then, and then of course, you know, sitting down, it was only one, nothing when we sat down to kind of settle scores. I yelled across the room, Hey Steve. And he looks at me and I, I just gave him the one zero appointed at me and another finger flies up. He goes, you're lucky there's kids in this room. So it's, it's, it was really cool to get that hooliganism feel. And, and, and Chelsea's <laughs> known to be from the posh side of England. I mean, they're they're supposed to be. Yeah, uh, Chelsea's a beautiful area. It's where yeah, all they're the, supposed to be. All the yeah. fine shops are. Ah, we've we were in Chelsea quite a bit. So so Steve, uh, hopefully they're, they're heading north to to Wales, and they'll be okay. uh, they'll be playing Norwich City, uh, uh, the newly promoted team. Hopefully. So oh, they'll probably a, probably a bounce back week for them. But yeah. it, it'll be a litmus test if they don't uh, if they don't play that well this so, week. I've, I've adopted a second team. I just wanted to make sure Sean knew that. It's important for Sean. Um, so Manchester, you know, Ma- Manchester United, just because of the, my relationship to the team in the 90s from a, some rabid fans when I was with the Padres. And two, I'm a Tottenham guy for just the rest of this year. I'm picking, <laughs> I'm riding Tottenham hard. I think they're like, they're like the bookies have them ranked number three, right behind Liverpool and Man City. So uh, Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah. No, no, I think we're gonna look, it's going to be fun, Todd. The hot spurs. I'm going to know, I promise you, within two months, I will know that I will know 11 players on Tottenham wow. by name, by name. And I will tell you. So 
so I'm a Liverpool guy, and I also uh, follow Arsenal. So, uh, Sean, I sent you a text. Uh, Man City and uh, Man Chelsea, City. <laughs> and we'll and we'll uh, we'll round up the top six, right? Yep. I mean, sure, you go. got it, man. I'll take those. whatever you said, whatever you say. Yeah, I'll take those Man, two, Man City is chalky, so yeah, um, <laughs> they like they like one last year. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It's kind of like rooting for the Yankees, and then Chelsea's like rooting for like the Orioles or something like that. No, it's not that bad. Chelsea's no. traditionally good. Yeah, All right. All right. a top sixer for sure. I'll learn their songs. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, let's talk a little NFL preseason. Uh, I don't know if you caught it all. It's once again a lot of fan bases get excited or just discouraged, distraught over the first preseason game, which usually involves the very first drive, which is the you know scripted out you know. Starters, Cleveland, Baker Mayfield leads the team down to a touchdown, and the tweets all of a sudden all go out going, I'm going all in on the Browns to win the Super Bowl this yeah. year. Slow your roll, Cleveland. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, Tampa Bay did the same thing in Pittsburgh. Jameis Winston, you know, Bill, I, I saw it out of the corner of my eye at breakfast this morning. Jameis Winston looks like he's lost like 20 pounds. He has. Hmm. He's, he's thinned down. He had a nice run, you know, got yeah. out of bounds quickly because – you know, mobility is going to be a big part for him. He's got to be able to kind of get around a little bit. So, yeah, he's lost some weight. He's got the quarterback whisperer. We got Bruce Arians, right? We got the mm. stud. He, the guy that got Ben going, the guy that took care of, uh, you know, had a great run with the Cardinals. So Dan, Dan Mullen? I thought he's coach at Florida, quarterback uh, whisperer. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. maybe <laughs> but maybe. They, they gave up a lot of points, though. Uh, they once did. Again, preseason. Preseason. Um, and they had a nice comeback. Their, their, uh, their quarterback, uh, their backup. Who am I? Gabbert. Blaine yeah. Gabbert. No, somebody after him. Their oh. string quarterback is it? It's Mullen. Now I feel bad. I don't remember the name. Oh, BJ Mullen out of Iowa. Yeah, yeah, I ran a couple of really nice drives. Uh, so, and they they just didn't. They just looked bad on a two point conversion. They could have tied it with 14 seconds left. So, that's all. Fine. I want to talk about Daniel Jones. I guess the Giants are just set for life. They're all good. What? If, I mean, he. <laughs> you you. I wonder what it's like in New York. You know, when he goes five for five, 67 yards and a touchdown pass. And you had Eli in front of him, right? Uh, and you've got that, uh, that goofy-ass general manager of the Giants who <laughs> drafted him number six overall. And now he's just sitting there going, yeah, I'm the smartest guy in the history of Earth. And it's just one freaking game that doesn't right. count. Yeah, it's going to be – that's going to be fun to watch. How, 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 how much um, – how far do the Giants have to be out of it, or how bad does Eli have to play before they bring in their new? Well, and you know, and how how hard do then do they ride Saquon Barkley for a season yeah. uh, to try and you know either make Eli look not bad or help out a rookie quarterback, right? Who, who if he gets in the game either by injury or by earning it, um, you know, and it's just the Manning, the Manning royalty. Uh, it's gonna be hard for them to to bench Eli to flat out just bench him, right? It's right. just, you know, a, a guy that's won two Super Bowls for you. Yep. Um, yeah, so Jaguars look like the Jaguars. They get, they get blown out by Baltimore. How'd the Bengals so, do? I didn't hear anything about the Bengals. The Bengals lost. They lost. The, bungle? the Bungles? Yeah. They, yep, they lost. Uh, I believe Ezekiel Elliott's still holding out in Dallas. I got a legit question. Is he in Dallas kidding. or is he still down in uh, wherever he was? Yeah, Cabo. Cabo. Yeah, Cabo. Cabo. I got a legit question. Is Marvin Lewis still the Bengals coach? I'm, I'm not, not kidding. No. Yeah. Okay, so he finally got canned last year? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that was long overdue. I, th I mean, it's just like, God. I think you've been to, saying that since the stare down started. Yeah. Not, to not to beg on him, but I was just like, how is that guy employed? Legit, I mean, I'm, I'm, not I'm, a head coach for Cincinnati anyway. I'm yeah. going to Google uh, Bengals head coach. I don't know who it is. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I love it. And you're, you're in Ohio. Zach Taylor. Who? Zach Taylor. Zach linebacker? Taylor. Zach Current Taylor? head coach is Zach Taylor. Who was he a linebacker? Yep. I don't Is know. it C C K C H C A C C A C? I was joking with the C. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. wow. Don't don't know much about him, but let's uh, let's see. Let's go to Wikipedia. There you go. I yeah. think he was a. I think he played defense. Zach replaced Marvin Lewis, who's Bengals all-time leader and coach. Yeah. Um, Where's Marvin now? Is he taking a season off, or is he a coordinator somewhere? I wonder. Well, I'll look that up, Sean. I'm sure he didn't have any yeah. money left on his contract. That's why they kept him. They didn't want to pay him. Zach Taylor played either. quarterback for Nebraska. Quarterback? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. Huh. Yes. Born okay. in Norman, Oklahoma. Played quarterback huh. for Nebraska, though. Yeah, how about that? Born in Norman, huh. Oklahoma. Played quarterback for Nebraska. Okay. They wow. still have Andy Dalton there? I'm just kidding. They do. <laughs> they do sell Andy Dalton. Yep. 
Okay. Um, See, I felt bad asking because I didn't know, but uh, I feel better that none of us knew who the new coach was. So. That's great. That's <laughs> yeah. great. Hey, tune yeah. in for all your NFL news here. You're starting, you're starting, you're starting <laughs> to realize that there's not, right? a coverage, not a lot of coverage of the Bengals here in, uh, in, in Cleveland. Obviously, the, the, all the attention is going on the Browns. So, yeah. so Marvin Lewis is a special advisor at Arizona State University. Oh, with Herm. He went with out Herm. with Herm. Yeah. We yeah. play to win the game. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Amazing. Hard that's to keep awesome. up. By the way, Arizona State, keep your keep your eyes on them. They're uh, they, they're going to win the the uh, Pac-10 Pac-12 South this year. Wow! Yeah, just prediction. Next week we will do a little college preview because our games kick off next week. Bill will that'll be the night before I see you uh, for our little tea time, eleven thirty. Uh, oh, that's right. Monday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So let's do that, uh, Bill. You want to hit really quickly on tennis? I know we're. We're, what, two weeks away from the U.S. Open? Two weeks away from the U.S. Open. Yeah, Rafa had a nice day today, beat Medvedev. Um, Is that Cincinnati or? Mm. Uh, the Rogers Cup, that's in Toronto. Okay, then they, okay, yeah. then they go to Cincinnati that, this That's week. where they play today. They're in Cincinnati this week. Yeah. And, then, yeah. Uh, and uh, how about Serena? Serena thinking, retired, she, right? She thinks she's got yeah, Osaka figured out, though. Did you see that? She says she's been watching her a lot, and she handled her very easily at the Rogers uh, tournament in the semis, I think. So, uh, we'll see how that goes at the U.S. Open because that's the infamous, the site of the infamous <laughs> um, Serena blow-up last year. Snubbing, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <clears throat> so, speaking of retiring, this was another headline uh, this time of year. Um, Jets kicker Cantanazaro retires after shaky start. Chris yes, Cantanazaro. Right. Chandler Cantanazaro yeah, uh, announces retirement. Yeah. He struggled with the Bucks for a couple of years. So, yeah, that's he's not that. You know, he had a great run for two seasons prior to being at the Bucks, and I can't remember where. Um, Sean, you'll be much better at NFL football this year because for the, your first time, you're going to play some fairy tale football. I heard. Yes, so. I think I might. Might get. Might 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 have Todd Meyer help me as a GM. There you go. You uh, guys will be great. Misery loves company. Is that what you're <laughs> that's the team name. At this point right in time, there. there you go. Done, right? Done. Yep, done. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now at ESPN. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's good stuff. <laughs> cool. So, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap up the show, guys. Um, right. Unless there's any other sports out there that, um, that you guys have on the, on the docket. Todd, tell us what you got coming up this week. So, um, kind of a late week as far as no uh, – Meetings with uh, inner inner office inner company meetings. Um, spent a lot last week. We had our quarterly sales meeting, um, so we meet Monday, meet Tuesday, leave Wednesday, and you spend the entire week catching up. Right, necessary evil. Um, so when I say light week schedule wise, um, I like to do and Sean, I'm, I'm sure you're the same way. I like to do the stuff that <laughs> generates dollars. Um, blocking and tackling is important. You gotta. You got to get together and, and, and strategize, but um, I like getting out there and, and trying to proverbially kill someone, something and drag it home, right? So um, just going to try to close some, close some big jobs and, uh, and, and meet some customers. So looking, looking forward to a uh, quote-unquote slow week, although it should be productive. Awesome. Good to hear it. Bill, how about you, bud? What's going on? You are in the, I believe, big week for your real estate sessions this week. Yeah, so I, I because of the way Apple's doing things, I don't know if you probably noticed this because you pay attention, but I, I've, I've started labeling seasons, right? Because that's it's better for the Apple world. So I'm in my fifth season. Of, I'm going to go annually nice. for my season. So my fifth season. And episode 200 will publish on Tuesday. Uh, so who'd have thunk that? And uh, it's going to be... A pretty interesting episode. I, I can't wait for your take on it, Sean. I know you'll be brutally honest, and I want you to be. Um, but I was really pleased with my interview with Dolly Lenz uh, of Dolly Lenz Real Estate, previously Douglas Elliman. Um, she's a big hitter in Manhattan, of the biggest. Tr truly, truly, I, tr I'm not joking when I say this. Truly, one of if you know if you're going to kind of do the Manhattan oh. Rushmore of real estate. Oh, um, she's on. I, I, I legit think you'd put have Donald Trump, probably mm. probably Barbara Corcoran. Yep. Dolly Lenz, and I'm, I'm not, I, you know, there's probably some other magnate. It, it might there. be like Douglas Elliman. Yeah. <laughs> one of the Douglases could, or one of the Elliman. Could be, could be. I mean, but yeah, so she is, she is really, I mean, um, while I've never sat and hung out with her, I've only said hi to her in the hallways. She is, you know, kind of one of those EF Hutton like yeah. you know, school. When she talks, people listen. 
Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of all over the news. You know, she's a, uh, and she has some great ideas for people that want to break into luxury and th- some of the best ideas I've ever heard, to be honest, because you've been, you've been, you've seen those panels where people want to do luxury. I almost feel like you have to be born into it sometimes, yeah. you know, or have that sphere in advance, uh, but she has some great ideas. So, so that's a Tuesday. I'll be in Lee County this week. And then I'm also, I'm having some discussions with our East Coast operation in Orlando. They, I might mm. be spreading my wings a little bit, Sean. You know how to, what it's like to work a whole state. Um, sure. <laughs> so we're going to see if there's something we can work out there. So that's, uh, that's all happening this week. Good. Good. Well, for me, uh, look at my schedule. I uh, have a little golf outing with the Columbus Mortgage Bankers Association tomorrow. Uh, and then Todd having a special dinner tomorrow night with one of our fraternity brothers who's in town on business, Mr. Carl Bergeron. Uh, oh shit! Coming in, my my former resident advisor in my dorm who got me uh, joined up with Delta Upsilon, having dinner with him late tomorrow night. Father of Patrick Bergeron? No, it is not. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is not. Uh, and I teach for our company on Wednesday, so it kind of kicks off our kicks off my fall uh, speaking tour. Kind of after being off for a couple couple weeks in July since Women's Council Realtors Bill. Um, I teach my signature class, the Realtors Toolbox. And then I head to Florida for the Rebar Camp and then the Florida Realtors Conference. Uh, get to share a stage with Bill, uh, as well as we each do our own sessions, which should be fun. Uh, we'll also squeeze in, oh, a couple of rounds of golf and some craft beer. Somehow, yeah. Craft beer tours and probably a ham and cheese omelet somewhere. You got it. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, so a good week ahead, just kind of getting – all my ducks in a row for what I got coming up. Last week, I was able to, to book four new events for the fall, including Denver, uh, East Lansing, and Detroit, Michigan. And then Bill, I picked up, uh, got invited by Bill Lublin to uh, be president of a couple um, NAR Tech Edges. Nice. Where Wichita, are they at? Wichita. Nice. And Columbia, South Carolina. How about that? Oh, how convenient. And, and, and guess, <laughs> guess when it is? Parent, it's parent football. weekend. Football it's the, weekend. It's the Thursday before the Gators play in Columbia. So, oh, you'll huh. be sticking around. You might have it. to make a weekend out of it. Yes. Yeah, that's great. So, should be good. So, hey, on behalf of Todd and Bill, we'll give a shout out to our buddy Shea Brewer, who is out in the Pacific Northwest uh, getting some stuff done this week, uh, keeping his eye on the Shea bombs for the NBA, which he'll always drop to us and we'll drop on our Twitter feed. Uh, but we'll look forward to talking to you guys soon. Have a great week and keep. And thank you for listening. To the stare down.